بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد صلی اللہ رسول الکریم اباب الحمد للہ جنائٹ از دا ایت آف جنوری ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی that we're going through the exalted and dear life of the eminent companion, Sayyidina Abu Huraira, radiyallahu. And I'm on the final section in which we're now going through the details with regards to his passing away to eternal glory. So Sayyidina Abu Huraira, radiyallahu, he thereupon had given some final instructions with regards to his own funeral and burial. Abdul-Rahman ibn Mihran, rahmatullahi, he said, when Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiyallahu felt his death approaching, he said, take me quickly to the grave. For Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِذَا وُدِعَ الرَّجُلُ الصَّالِحُ عَلَى سَرِيرِ قَالَ قَدَّمُونِي قَدَّمُونِي When a righteous person is placed upon his beer, He says, forward, forward, I quickly, quickly. Mm-hmm. And when an unrighteous person is placed upon his beer, he says, woe to me, where are you taking me? Mm-hmm. So let's look at it. So this is recorded in mm-hmm. Nasai, number 1909, Gleil Hassan. Imam Tahawi in his Sharh Ma'ani Al-Afar, number 2837. So Abu Huraira, he mentions, he's on his deathbed. And he says, take me quickly to the grave. Why? The simple answer is, whether you're righteous or you're not righteous, both of them need to go quickly. The first, the Prophet wasallam said, he knows he's passed. So when does a person know that he's passed? Immediately. As soon as the, the curtain removes, just before you leave the world, you see Allah Ta'ala is happy with you. So here the hadith says, when a righteous person is placed upon his beer, this is after his washing, his shrouding, his janaza prayer, he's been now taken to the graveyard. When he's placed upon his beer, he says, قَدَّمُونِي قَدَّمُونِي Quickly, quickly take me. Look at the yearning. <laughs> so how comforting is that? Even though you're going to that narrow place, you know you've passed. So you now say quickly, he goes, get me buried quickly. But then the Prophet said, but when an unrighteous person is placed upon his beer, he says, Ya waylati, woe to me, ain adhabu nabi, where are you taking me? Because do not, because don't, you go, why are you taking me? Because I'm going to be punished. Are you, are you going to unload me into the grave to, to let me be punished? Mm-hmm. So this is why the Prophet wasallam said that when you bury somebody, when you're taking somebody to his grave, quickly take him. If he's righteous, it's good for him. Mm-hmm. If he's not righteous, good riddance. <laughs> right? So that's why we do it quickly. Yeah. So not just because you're quickly burying an individual, it doesn't mean he's pious. Mm. 
Or it doesn't mean he's not pious. He's just obeying the command of the Prophet But we hope, of course, that he's successful. So note how shaitan perverts this. If you look at a lot of the funeral ceremonies of the non-Muslims, they're very slow. You see him walking in like this. And then people think this is a good act. But it's the perversion of the sunnah. Shaitan is even perverting that act. Astaghfirullah. It is related that Abdullah ibn Ja'far, he once saw a funeral procession walking slowly to the graveyard. And he remarked, Ajaban lima taghayyara min halin nas. It is astonishing how much the state of the people have changed. By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, people used to only walk in funeral processions at a fast pace. And men used to insult one another. Aye, when they would see a person unnecessarily rushing about, they would say, Ya Abdullah, ittaqillah. O servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are just like a dead body being moved quickly to the grave. So let's look at this. So this is recorded in Hakim in his Mustadrak, number 1312, Sahih. Imam Tahabi in his Sharh Ma'ani Al-Athar, number 2833, Hassan. So who's Abdullah ibn Ja'afr? Abdullah ibn Ja'far was Ja'far, Ali's older brother. Ali's older brother was called Ja'far, 10 years older than Ali. His son was Abdullah ibn Ja'far. This blessed man, Abdullah ibn Ja'far, he married two granddaughters of the Prophet. So he was very, very close to the Prophet. So this great companion, and in fact, he was the last of the Banu Hashim of the companions to die. Mm-hmm. So this great companion, he saw a funeral praying slowly, they're going slowly to the graveyard. Mm-hmm. How did he respond? Mm-hmm. Astonishing how quickly people have changed. Mm-hmm. So straight away, he's a companion. He goes, the companions of the Prophet are still alive. Mm-hmm. And you're doing things contrary to the Sunnah. Then look what he said. Something very interesting. People used to only walk in funerals at a fast pace. Then he said, men would insult one another. So when would a man insult another? If he was like a headless chicken, going really fast. You see people, they're running about left, right and center. So the Arabs, Abdullah ibn Ja'afar said, when they saw a person rushing about, they would say to insult him, Ya Abdullah, O servant of Allah, fear Allah. For by Allah, you are just like a dead body being moved quickly to the grave. <laughs> Look how beautiful. Even though they're insulting that person, they're giving him doubt. As if, they were, as if to say, this rushing about that you're doing, this should be for the funeral. You see, what happened? Where are you going? You know, we say, brother, slow down, slow down. That's what we say. The, the Arabs are beautiful expressions. They would say, you're just like a dead body being moved quickly. Mm-hmm. So what were they saying was, that should be to bury somebody quickly. What are you rushing for now? This is why the Prophet famously said, Sallallahu haste is from shaitan. And what do, uh, that's an authentic hadith. And it's a famous saying, haste makes waste. <laughs> when you rush, you make mistakes. The Prophet Sallallahu was deliberate in things. But there are exceptions. Mm-hmm. 
There are certain things that you are quickened. One is burial. Right? Because there's exceptions. Another is salah. Allah Ta'ala mentions obviously in, in the azan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we say, Hayya ala salah. Rush to salat. It doesn't, you know, the, the mu'azin is not going to say, slowly come to salat. He goes, rush. Hayya ala al-falah. Rush. The Prophet Wasallam said, when a prospective partner is found, he goes, quickly get them married. So there's exceptions. But generally speaking, you do things slowly, deliberate, you make mistakes otherwise. So here, note, Abdullah ibn Jafar, when he saw a person slowly, a procession slowly going, what are you doing? You can see how quickly people have changed. Abdul Rahman ibn Mihran, he relates, Rahmatullah when Abu Huraira was dying, he said, Radiyallah, La tadribu alayya qustata wa la tatba'uni bimajmar wa asri'u bi do not send do not set a tent over my grave do not follow me with an incense burner be quick to bury me this is in Ahmad in his Musnad number 7914 Sahih Lighayni Shaykh Albani Sahih in Ahkam al page 92 so these are instructions from Abu Huraira even though he's dying what was the first instruction don't put a tent over my grave What's up with that comment? You know, you get people say, what's this? You know, this is a, uh, a peer, peer, you know, Sheikh so-and-so is buried here. And his wife, he got a house on top of his grave. Because he's a peer. You have to respect the peers. Mm. Then you say, is the peer like the dust of the Sahaba? <laughs> then you'll say, of course not. Because Sahaba, you know, they are on another level. But that's what's strange, brother. The Sahaba are saying, don't put anything over our graves. Don't build even a tent over it. You built a house. Right? So this is why he said it. Don't build anything over my grave. Then he said, Don't follow me with the incense burner. You know, Agni Batr. <laughs> People leave your own graves. <laughs> you go, they've even got a little slot. You see it, you know, like a little headstone. And they see a little line. What's that? Because all this way you put incense. You idiots, right? Why are you encouraging Bidit? Abu Huraira goes, don't bring any utter agar bati into, don't bring it to my grave. Why? I'm going to mention why. Because it's fire. Fire is from hell. You're bringing hell to the grave. Thirdly, be quick when you bury me. In other words, it's not an act of piety to slow down. You should quickly bury me, whether I'm good or bad. So now, because of this, you know, sadly, rampant innovation of building over graves. We need to discuss this very briefly. So first of all, must you level a grave? Is this a command? So if you've got a grave that's, you know, more than this much, a handspan over the earth, are we ordered or are we recommended to respectfully erase the grave? So it goes back to a handspan. This question which perplexes many can easily be answered when one considers the following avalanche of authentic reports. So think about it. This is not a question which the scholars have to work out. Then you've got a problem because look, there's no text, but if you, you know, look at this text and it may be, then you know, look, this is now difficult. But if you've got clear instructions, we don't need 
any clarification. So let me mention a few how clear the matter is. In Ibn Abi Shayba in his Al-Musannaf 4-138, Abu Zur'a in his At-Tariqh 22-2, Sahih. Abdullah ibn Shurijil Hassanah, he said, I saw Uthman ibn Affan ordering the leveling of graves. It was said to him, this is the grave of Umm Amr, the daughter of Uthman. Surely an exception should be made for this grave. He, however, commanded it too should be leveled. <laughs> so let's look at this. Is it a Sahih Hadith? Yes. Who is giving the order to level graves? The third Khalif, <laughs> Amir al-Mu'mineen Uthman. Does Darul Ulum know better than Uthman? <laughs> Does Peer Chachasar know better than Uthman? <laughs> right? So Uthman's ordered level the graves. Anything above, a huntsman level it. So somebody said to him, this grave is the daughter of Uthman. So who was that? It might have been Uthman's own daughter. He goes, oh, it doesn't mention whether it's his daughter. But look what he said. Level it. He goes, no exception. So here's one report. Note the Amir al was not just giving orders to level the graves of non-Muslims as some would make you believe. Because some people play games, they go, oh yeah, you level graves. That's only for kafirs. And you say, who's the daughter of Uthman? And he goes, well, what, what, what are you asking that? Because the hadith says that. Why would the sahaba or tabin ask for an exception? That's a believer's grave. Level it. It's not just for the unbelievers, right? It's for all believers and non-believers. In a more famous report, Amir al-Mu'mineen, Sayyidina Ali, he instructed Abu Hayyaj al-Asadi, rahmatullahi, shall I now send you for what Rasulullah sent me? Sallallahu alayhi wa Namely, you deface all statues, pictures, and you level all elevated graves. This is in Sayyid Muslim 3-61, Nasai 1-285, Abu Dawood 3-70, Mishkat. So look how beautiful. Now it's the fourth caliph. <laughs> Ali, Karramallahu Waj, Radiyallahu. He's telling a tabi'een, shall I send you on a mission that Rasulullah sent me on? <laughs> Or an for that tabi'in. goes, yes, I'm ready, Amir al-Mu'mineen. What's, what's the mission you was given by the Prophet that you're telling me to do? The Pro- uh, Hazrat Ali said, the Prophet told me, deface all statues. Meaning, take the heads of statues. If there are any, take the heads off. Get rid of pictures. Then look what he said, level all elevated graves. Now who's telling you? Rasulullah. Mm-hmm. Who's given the instruction? Ali. So you got Uthman telling you. Third Khalif. You got Ali telling you. Fourth Khalif. Similarly, Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiyallahu he said, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa prohibited building over graves. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa prohibited building over graves. This is in Ibn Majah Abu Ya'la. And Shaykh al-Bani Rahmatullah authenticates it in Ahkam al-Jana'is, page 260-4. Prohibition. Mm. Rasulullah said, I prohibit you mm. from building anything on graves. Mm. Don't build anything on graves. I prohibit this. Mm. 
Let's turn to another great companion, Amir Muawiyah, Amir al-Mu'minin. He said, Radiyallahu, leveling the graves is sunnah. The Jews and Christians raise their graves. Don't imitate them. Subhanallah. The Jews and Christians elevate their graves. Do not imitate them. This is in Tabarani in his Kabir. Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullahi authenticates it in Ahkam al-Jana'is, page 267. The second, the third khalif, the fourth khalif, and the sixth khalif. All sahaba, head of the Muslim world. Even if they weren't, they were just companions, that's good enough. But not only are they companions, they are the head of the Muslim world. And they're giving a universal order. Imagine. And look what Muawiyah added. This shows his deep understanding. He knew the wisdom. Why can't we build over graves? Well, what's, what's the harm in that? You know, just to you know, make, look at, make it look a bit more nice and this, that and the other. He goes, the Jews and Christians do that. He goes, don't imitate them. And it's true, you go to a Christian grave and what do you see? Sometimes you see mausoleums. You think, what's this? You go, and they think, oh, and then now no, a person doesn't even raise an eyebrow. He goes, oh, it's just, just like our graves. We're not supposed to imitate them. Note again, the command is to all believers. Don't let anybody thumbs up you into thinking it's only for the kuffar. In another report, a man was martyred, martyr, during a campaign in Rhodes. And Fudala, radiallahu, after praying and burying him, he instructed, make the grave light on top. For Rasulullah commanded us to level graves. This is in Sayyid Muslim, Imam Ahmad in his Muslim. So you got a person, think about this. He's a martyr. That's a big thing. He's either a Sahaba or a Tabi'in. So think about it. A Sahaba has been martyred or a Tabi'in has been martyred. How great is his status? Even him, Fudara radiallahu said, don't build over his grave. Rasulullah forbade us from this. Now, why is this important? Because some people think if you get a war hero, <laughs> right? He goes, what do you mean war hero, brother? He goes, no. He goes, this is a great mujahid. He goes, the kuffar have the, uh, the triumph, you know, the, the unknown soldier. Look how much honor they give it. And it's true, they got this, you know, I don't know what it is, the tomb of the unknown soldier. We don't copy them. When have they become your role models? Even, and he goes, yeah, but he's a great martyr. And he goes, even if he was a sahaba, we are not allowed to build over his grave. So look how interesting, even the martyr. No, level the grave. Another report. Abu Musa radiallahu, he's dying, another great sahaba. What does he say? Do not build anything over my grave. Do not build anything over my grave. This is in Ahmed in his Musnad 4.397. Behaki, Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullahi stated Hassan in Ahkam al-Janai, page 17 and 18. Abu Huraira is dying. Don't build a tent over my grave. Abu Musa is dying. Don't build anything over my grave. So let me ask you a question. Do we need to tend to scholars? <laughs> this matter is as clear as daylight. <laughs> right? And the scholars have said, level the graves. Jabr radiallahu, what did he say? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prohibited plastering a grave with chalk, sitting on it, building over it, adding to the height, 
or even writing on it. Mm. This is a combined report in Sahih Muslim, Nasai Abu Dawood. All of the various parts are authentic, as mentioned by Shaykh Al-Bani Rahmatullah in Ahkam Al-Janayish, page 260. So let's look at this. Rasulullah prohibit plastering a grave, meaning make it look like it's, you know, it's permanent. You see some graves, they've got mirrors on it. I thought, what the hell is all this about? Mm-hmm. Little mirrors. It's all brother. It's very good to have mirrors. Why am I going to comb my hair in it? What's all that about? Secondly, sitting on it. I don't know what's going on there, but maybe some people sit on graves. You know, what's going on there? Stuff for Allah. Thirdly, building over it, prohibited. Adding to the high. Now, this is very important. You only put the earth that you've dug out back into the grave. You don't start bringing more cement in. Right? Oh, brother, I went to B&Q to get more soil. Listen, mate, go back to B&Q. We don't want extra soil, right? What's Because you're adding to the height. And finally, writing on it. That's interesting. So now, this last command, you are prohibited from, to write on it. The scholars explain this unnecessary writing. So obviously, you can write the name. A person might not know who it is. But sometimes you see a gravestone, the full biography is there. From Chacha Khan, you know, son of so-and-so, from this district, Atak, you know, what's all this, right? That is what is prohibited. Just nice, simple name. Even scholars go as far as to say, don't even put the titles. Don't just, don't say, for example, Sheikh Al-Hadif. Just mention the name. The father's name and his name. That's it. Right? That's all you need to know. You don't need to see the whole CV on there. Astaghfirullah. And also, some scholars say date of birth, date of death, because that's hopefully, inshallah, won't be a problem. Why? Because it encourages people to say, look how short the person lived. You can take a lesson from that, or how long he lived, but he still died. So there's wisdom in certain things, but unnecessary writing. You know, like you get a poem on there. What you put a poem on there for? Right? You know, if you're going to give some, you know, advice, fine. If it's a revelation, a sunnah, to remind somebody, there's wisdom behind that, but not just Avi. Right? He died on a cold day, Wednesday afternoon. Who wants to know that? Astaghfirullah. So now let me ask you a question. Does it seem as if these commands even exist now? It sounds strange. Everything I've just mentioned, so why think it? Who's doing that? How true were the words of Hafiz Shawkani? Look what he said. And he came hundreds of years ago. Hafiz Shawkani, look what he said. In Nailul Autar 4-72. Building, raising, beautifying graves has resulted in evils that make Islam cry. Amongst those is that the ignoramuses believe in those graves resemble the idol worshippers belief in their idols to the extent that they believe that they have the ability to bring benefit and protect from harm. He goes, how disastrous, how disastrous. What would he say now? This is hundreds of years ago. You know, Shaykh, you know, Hafiz Shawkani. He goes, look what's happening. He goes, evil has spread from these graves. Why? Because people are treating them like idols now. He goes, peeps up, peeps up, right? Peeps up, you know, what's happening, brother? You know, he's probably in his own, you know, right? What's going on? Allah. 
Hafiz Mulla Ali Qali, what did he say? Rahmatullah In Mirqat volume 1, page 246. A misguided innovation is that which the Imams of the Muslims have refuted, like building upon graves and solidifying them. So we know there's categories of innovations. Hafiz Mullah Ali Qali said, this is a misguided innovation. This is a bad thing. What did he say? The Imams have agreed upon building over graves. He goes, this is a, you know, you're going, you're gumrah. You're getting misguided by this. Qadi thanaw la pani pati. The great Hafiz who died a hundred years. In Mala Buddha Amin, page 95, he said, that which is perpetrated at the graves of saints, Rahimahumullah, like building them high, being illuminated by lumps and other such accretions which take place there are all haram. Look how amazing. Qadi Thanaw Lapanipati. He was a great Hanafi jurist. He wrote a famous tafsir in honor of his Tasawwuf uh, Sheikh called Tafsir Mazhari. He lived for a hundred years. Exactly a hundred years he passed away at the age of a hundred. He said, even at the graves of saints, he goes, how tragic. He goes, building them high, putting lamps on them. All of this is haram, he said, it's haram. Not this light. The very fact that these clear, authentic hadith from Rasulullah are being violated the world over is a sign of kiamat. How do we know? Sayyidina Abu Ubaidah, one of the ten promised paradise, radiyallahu. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, the faqih, radiyallahu. They both heard Rasulullah say, sallallahu alayhi wa the most evil of mankind, are those who will be alive when the last hour arrives and those who take graves as places of worship. Astaghfirullah. And those who take graves as places of worship. This is in Ahmad in his Musnad, number 1602-3651 with a sahih chain of transmission. So look at this report. If I was to ask you now, who will Qiyamah strike upon? Is it going to be Muslims or Kafirs? Because Kafirs. Why? Because most Muslims know Qiyamah will strike when the last Muslim dies. The Prophet wasallam said, there will be nobody even to say, Allah, Allah. Qiyamah will strike. So we understand that. They must be the worst people. Somebody then asks you another question. Who else are the worst people? The person goes, somebody is as bad as them. The kuffar, when Kiamat strikes, because yes, just as bad as, who just as bad as them? So you're thinking, well, they've got to be kafirs. The Prophet said, those who take graves as places of worship. How did graves become places of worship? You built them. So people left the masjids. They start going to shrines. Look at the commands. Allah hasn't given you these commands just to make life difficult. He's cutting all the deviations so you won't go into that mode. Now people, you know, it's packed. Shrines are packed. Masjids, two, three people. So we're doing here. Oh, duas get answered, brother. Duas, right? What about masjid? It's time for asal. Oh, brother, you don't understand. These are great people. Right? Because what about the one who created him? You forgot him. 
right? And the Prophet said, look how tragic. They are the scum of the earth, the Prophet said. I'm not telling you that. Don't go around saying, oh, you should score people who go to graves and worship at graves. I'm not saying that. The Prophet said it. The most evil of mankind. He didn't even say bad people. Keep away from them because the, the lowest of the low. Kiamat strikes and those who take graves as places of worship. Are we now not witnessing this on a grand scale throughout many of the Muslim lands? To Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our complaint. So just to add this to finish. What do ignorant Muslims say when they go to Jannah al-Baqi? So the graveyard next to the Prophet's masjid. What do ignorant Muslims always say when they enter that graveyard? So you must have been there unless you were sleeping. When you enter Jannah al-Baqi, what do you see? Everything level. Everything level. So what do idiots say when they enter? Why they not? Where is the graves? And then they start going on when it goes, oh, these corrupt Saudis, they've desecrated Saba's graves. Where was, was this? This is a love. And then you go, brother, they're following the sunnah. And then he goes, oh, you must be. Then you go, brother, look, where are you getting hot under the collar for? Let's calm down. It took me half an hour to go through some of the reports. If you're a Muslim, you hear these reports, you submit. <laughs> what have they done wrong? And then they start using logic. You go, no, oh, but 100 years ago, didn't they know these hadiths? Well, who gives the monkeys? <laughs> if a command is being broken, you correct that. <laughs> so instead of praising them, you're having a go at them. <laughs> we want to build it up again. For what? <laughs> Festivities. <laughs> right? So again, but having said that, what would have been the harm if they had left the names? At least, you know, the names of the Sahaba who were buried there. You, know, you could go that far, but not finding fault with them. And do you see anything foolish taking place in that graveyard? No, because this, that's how your graves are supposed to be. Then you go to other parts of the Muslim world, it's like a city. You know, there's a city in Egypt called the City of the Dead. People are broken into the shrines and they're squatters, they're squatting there now. Families moved in. Right? It's that big. They go, oh, Mao's dead. Oh, we'll leave it. People are living in graveyards. Look at all of the evils that take place there. People are prostrating at graves, doing tawaf around graves, taking dust, rubbing it over their mouths, drinking it. Right? And all of that is because you disobeyed the command of Rasulullah. So, note again, whoever mentioned this here, what did Abu Huraira say? He knew. Do not build even a tent over my grave. Because mm. he knew shaitan might play these games. The Sahaba warned because we know what people of shaitan might start provoking you to do. Abu Musa goes, don't build anything over my grave. Mm. Right? So again, note, and this isn't a camp thing. Mm. When people start saying, oh, so you're one of them, aren't you? right? Because, what? The one who follows the sunnah. Mm. Am I one of them? Mm. Wherever the sunnah you are go down that path, wherever it takes me. No bother, you, you can call me what you want. If the Rasulullah's command is there, we follow him. Call me what you want. But some people, they'll follow the people. You know, to this day, you'll get people hating you. Oh, brother, it's, it's not as simple as that. How clear do you want it? Right? I mean, not as simple as that. How can you go against these reports of Rasulullah avalanche? And to just to put the cherry on the cake, 
It's not just our beloved messenger. Amir al-Mu'mineen after Amir al-Mu'mineen given same commands. Head of the Muslim world, level the graves, level the graves. Protecting your tawheed. One brother was arguing with me. You know, I won't mention his name many years ago. And then as fate would have it, he went, I won't mention the land as well, he went back home. When he came back, he looked at me and he went, Astaghfirullah, brother Yus. Because what? He goes, there's very bad things taking place at those graveyards. Because what were they doing? They were prostrating. They were doing tawaf. And then, I was, what do you think now then? And then he went, you're right. You're right. <laughs> because he never saw it. Another brother didn't even want to go any further. Because, because oof, I don't want to go. I'm scared of lying in my strike, man. Astaghfirullah. Then you get these people, they're smoking, you know, hookah there. Next to the graves, hookah. Some people are naked dancing. What the heck is this? What's this going to do with Islam? But what was the first domino that led to that, your fruit cake? Disobeying the commands of Allah Ta'ala and His Messenger. SubhanAllah. So note again Abu Huraira, his great concern. You know, his teaching is even upon his death. SubhanAllah. So all I mentioned today was basically Abu Huraira giving some instruction with regards to his own burial. And notice, very important commands for one and all. Are there any questions you like to ask? Subhanahu wa bihamdi, subhanahu wa lahumma bihamdika, ishlu la ilaha illa anta astaghfirika, atubu laika, wa tibullahi minash dhanim, subhanahu wa rabbika, rabbil izzati, amma ishlu, subhanahu wa rabbil muqtani, alhamdulillah, 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 alhamd